back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Manger. Dave here, along with my broadcast partner in gloom and doom <laughs> this this week, or actually these past six games. Matt Mastriavani, Matt, how's it going this evening? I think it's more than the past six games. I mean, we've been going through this roller coaster of negativity for the past ten plus years now, and it seems like we're right back where we started from. Not, I guess, this time last year, right? Because they it had was the, off season. It was the fifty-six game season, wasn't it? Yeah. Right now, at this point, last year, it was the off season. Yeah. Like but, I think uh, players were arriving like home after Christmas or Thanksgiving to start yeah. like on ice, unofficial skates. Yeah. Um, but spoiler alert for those who don't already know, the Flyers are bad once again. Um, Very and- bad. We don't know if it's going to get better because we have a lot to unpack here with the the last six games. We'll kind of sum up what's gone wrong um, and what needs to be fixed on top of Chuck Fletcher kind of fueling the fire. Basically, I mean, he he, threw kerosene on it. He fueled the fire. But again, like he kind of it was like, dude, like tell us something that we don't know. Like, yeah. um, And again, he he did throw a little kerosene on there because we'll we'll go over some quotes, especially the ones about how the fans should feel, um, which is just brutal. Like, I don't know how you say that to reassure your fan base, but that does not it doesn't even it doesn't not help. It hurts like it hurts him. Like, so. Mm -hmm. This organization is a mess. There's nothing new, um, but there is there's new negatives, and I mean that's just the flyers for you, I guess. Where we're living in just like hockey um, purgatory. Not even, not even purgatory. It's like, is there something between hell and purgatory? Because like we're in that we're in that middle ground right now. Earth, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, but, but anything anyway, things are not good. Um, no, I guess, Dave, if you want to go first, just to kind of, like I said, summarize these last six games, the Flyers are on a three, not a three game, a six game losing streak. Um, and they were supposed to play, supposed to be playing now against the Islanders. The Islanders had a COVID outbreak, so their games were postponed at least through today's date, the 30th Tuesday. Um, but they were supposed to be playing right now. Probably a good thing because who the hell knows who they, I mean, the, the, the Islanders are five and 10. Because they started off on the road. Their new arena just opened the other day. They've had their first couple games there. They've struggled this season so far. But the Flyers being the Flyers, I mean, as they have so many times in the past, they've found ways to lose. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing that the past six games. But also, again, old habits die hard. And they have not. They're still alive and well with this team. Um, so, Dave, I'll let you go first here. Just a kind of overarching thoughts and what you think has gone wrong these past six games for the Flyers. So, right now, 
Um, we sit just past American Thanksgiving for all of our American listeners. I don't know if we have any Canadian listeners or not, but we hope everyone first off had a great and happy Thanksgiving and hope the Flyers didn't, didn't ruin that for you. Um, but American Thanksgiving is kind of like the first like checkmark point of the season. Like, all right, we're a quarter way through the season. Let's see how things are. You know, typically teams who are in playoffs at this point make the playoffs come springtime, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So for those who want to know, through 20 games played, your Philadelphia Flyers are 8-8-4 eight, eight, and four with 20 points. They are currently um, out of the playoffs. They are four points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets for the second wild card slot. The Columbus Blue Jackets, who on paper are a far worse team than the Philadelphia Flyers, but yet here we are. Um, they currently tra- trail the New Jersey Devils, the Boston Bruins, and the and the Detroit Red Wings. Not good, Bob. As you see that gift floating on Twitter lately, they have a negative goal differential of minus twelve, and they have the same record at the Wells Fargo Center as they do on the road. Both four, four, and two. Again, I say, not good, Bob. Like, at all. Um, this past six-game losing streak has just... its It's been like we've been watching last year's team again. Mm-hmm. Things haven't been fun. Really, this whole month, except for a couple... Wins that, that were scattered here and there against Carolina and Washington and and uh, Calgary and Arizona. The rest of that, the month's been awful. Um, I mean, the only really thing you can't complain about is goaltending. Yeah. And e- even right now, the goaltending is starting to suffer finally because it's been the only thing keeping the team afloat so far this season. Now you're seeing it start to dip because they're getting peppered and they're like, what the hell, boys? What what else can we do? We're like literally standing head first with just our jock straps while you guys are just leaving us out here to dry. Yeah. I mean, you going back to last week, you you lose two one to the Panthers. You blow a game against the Carolina Hurricanes where they came on Black Friday, where they came out with all the momentum. They came out buzzing. They mm-hmm. were up early. Ristolainen got his first goal as a flyer early in the second period to get the Flyers a lead, and then they just—I I don't know what happened. You lose six to three there. Then you have a game against the Devils on Sunday, where always screw the Devils. They are—they are not a good hockey team, and I will stand by that statement, true and true. They are not good, but well, they, they were—they were better than us that night. And I have to give credit when credit's due. They kicked the Flyers' ass Sunday night. Yeah. The Flyers, they 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 went full peak Ron Hextall, Dave Hextall, Flyera. They play shitty to begin the game, go down early to nothing. They start to play better, they come back, and they tie the freaking game up. And you go, hell yeah, let's go, boys, keep it up. And then just the accelerator pedal, just like, and then suddenly, poof, gone. It's like someone said, oh, no, good hockey's over now. And they lose 5-2. to two. Like, I, I don't I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting, the goaltending is now starting to slip. Your defensive zone play is atrocious. 
Yeah. You've got Travis Sanheim. And I've been an avid Sanheim defender, but I don't know what the hell he's doing on the on the back end this year. Yep. You gotta feel tough for Risto because as soon as he starts playing well, the team falls apart around him, and as is his D partner. Yeah. And then your offense is completely dried up. Yep. You have a special teams coach in Michelle Terrian, who I have quickly learned that I know much more about hockey than he does. Because I'm looking at the Flyers' talent and going, oh, let's try this, 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 and this. Maybe do this style. And he goes, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to do that. No, no, we're not going to try that. We're going to try these things that we know don't work, that the fan base has been telling us doesn't work for the past five years. Yeah. But they know more than us, apparently, because they're the NHL, and we're not really starting to doubt that. Um, I just... Like, it's crazy the fact, how bad this month and this losing streak has been. They're still in it, surprisingly. Like, you're only two good wins out of a wild card spot. And it, it, this, this division is so tight where if they can get their shit together, yeah, they're right back in the hunt for a playoff spot. And I just don't know, like... But I think, I think it's, been a, it's been a vicious cycle with this team for so many years now where... There's no in-between where when they look good, they look unreal. And when they look bad, they look horrible. It's like, like they're they're like the worst team in the league. And when, yeah. when they're – you think there'd be think, middle ground, but there isn't. Yeah. Like and you hit like, the nail right in the head there, Matt. Yeah. There's no middle ground. It's literally they either play like they're putting on a clinic and everything's firing all, all – And they're going to win the cylinders, cup. Or they go on these horrible – I mean, we've seen it in the past where – they go on a 10-game losing streak one season, somehow make the playoffs. They go on a 10-game winning streak, don't make the playoffs. Like, it's just, it's it's unbelievable how, like, the ebbs and flows of this team over the past years where, again, there's no middle ground where it's like, all right, like, the Flyers haven't been doing well, but they've won games or they've put together two, like, back-to-back wins or three-game winning streaks, but it's like, no. They literally will go on a five-game winning streak or a seven-game losing streak and, like, or vice versa. There's no middle ground where there's no, like, there's rarely those games where it's like, oh, this was a hard-fought loss in overtime or a shootout. Like, they've had a couple of those. Like and Florida again, last week would yeah, like, count we'll, as one of those. I mean, we'll get to the, the press conference um, from Fletcher earlier today because he made a lot of points that, again, like I said before, well, like you said before, Dave uh, threw kerosene on the fire um, and didn't make things any better. Um, but, like, I mean, I guess we can get into that now because you summed up pretty well. I mean, there's not really anything positive to say. The, our best player over the past six games have been, has, has been Zach McEwen. Like, it's all it's all well and good that the fourth line – actually, not even the fourth line because the fourth line has been getting lit up lately when they're on the <laughs> Things are so bad with the fourth line that you have – players on said fourth line cough cough nate thompson yeah replying back to fans tweets and then deleting and deleting said tweet but those it's, who knew saw yeah i mean it's it's a mess where it's like McEwen. i mean no again no uh ill will towards him personally but like he shouldn't be the best guy on this flyers team like you you have these unreal top six forwards top nine forwards that you you spent so much so much on during this this offseason and i mean it's it's paid dividends it did pay dividends in the first 10 games but again it's like the the well has gone dry where like what the hell happened 
and I guess we can get into this too, where the the most glaring thing that we've noticed over the past, not just the past six games, the past um, 10, the first 10 games of the season, but the past what? So today, Chuck Fletcher said that the power play has been bad since 14-15. Um, and Dave, you, myself, and a lot of other fans definitely think that Michelle Terrian is to blame. And there was a reporter who asked Fletcher about the power play, and he seems to think it's a personnel problem. Um, okay, well, then you're the general manager, Chuck, so go- yeah. if it's a personnel problem, make a freaking trade to fix the personnel problem. Exactly. So um, I don't understand. Again, he, he said that, and then he also said, I mean, this is – we're not even going to get into analytics at all tonight because you can just see – you can watch TV and see how bad the Flyers are. I don't give – I don't – sorry, excuse my language here, but I don't give a shit what anyone's Corsi or whatever that is. You can see how bad this team is. You know what's great? The iTest community and the analytic community finally agree on something. The Flyers yeah, are absolute shit right now. It's like that handshake meme where it's like uh, on Twitter where it's like analytics and eye test people. Handshake. The Flyers suck. Like that's pretty much what it is right now. But yep. again, the power play, the personnel problem. He was also I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot here. And again, I, I watched this six hours ago. I tried to take notes or whatever and just look at people's tweets. But um Saying that it's a personnel problem, and like you said, dude, you're the GM. Like you're supposed to fix this stuff yourself, not be like, oh, like I'm not. It's a personnel thing. Like the the players will deal with that, but it's like you're like you have the the power to bring in an outside a quote unquote outside hire or make a trade or something like that to make the power play better. But um, and then he was saying something about how, I mean, we've seen this in the past where I was going to get into this, the zone entries on the power play suck. If I had a dollar for every time the Flyers ran the slingshot to try and get into the offensive zone on the power play, yeah, or they dumped the puck in just to have it cleared right back out, I would be a millionaire. Um, so it's like they're basically on the power play. It's either they get the puck in the zone somehow. They have in, in zone on the power play, they move the puck very well, but... And like obviously bad. I mean, they move it well around the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to get in the house. Getting getting a shot off is too much to ask for. Yeah, but um, I mean, the power play I think is something like four for fifty over the past sixteen games. It could be even more than that now because it's like you see uh, everyone. And I I said we weren't going to bring up Flyers Twitter, but I will I will bring up what I see on my Twitter timeline. Whenever the Flyers get a power play, it's just literally everyone tweets. Let's decline the power play, and I'm like, you're you're you go you're onto something there. But um, and again, it's as simple as we've seen it in the past where it's it's gonna work at some point. But it's like, if you don't have Giroux on his off wing, what's the point of all this? If you you gotta have like, you gotta have those. It's like you see what Ovechkin does night in and night out on the power play. He's on his off wing. He can get that one timer off from his office and. Nine times out of ten, it's going in the back of the net. Same thing could happen with Giroux, or if you put Couturier on the right boards as a lefty. I mean, I put you gotta like what if you're if you're gonna do an off wing for a one timer. I think Faraby's got a better shot than Coots. But again, put players on put players on their off wings so that they can create these chances. And then again, yes, it's they they do move the puck well in the offensive zone when they do establish. Uh, on the power play, but it's like, again, like you said, get shots on net too. 
and get quality shots on that. Just don't throw pucks from the blue line. Like, don't do the hack stall shot. What is it? The heat map. Don't do that where it's like every shot is coming from the, the boards. Like, everything, dude, everything comes back to Dave Hackstall and Hextall. It's awful. Like, this Kill is me. the worst. But, um, but yeah, End my misery now. The power play is 28th in the league. I think the best they've done in the past 10 years is, like, 20th when LaPerriere was the power play coach. Like, so the power, yes. and like, again, Fletcher seemed to kind of be like, yeah, like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, we're, we've been bad on the power play since 14, 15, and it's like, well, you're supposed to be the guy that can fix this. Like, I don't, again, and like he said, it's oh. a, like, yeah. Um, but I get moving on to um, what else? The Flyers should be grown like a whale from fighting Nemo, and that's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> aside from the power play, the obvious that we can say here is the injuries. Um, I mean, every other night it seems like everyone's getting hurt. Nate Thompson apparently has a dislocated shoulder. Every Lassard. team deals with those, though. The good yeah. teams find a way to overcome it. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, tired of hearing that excuse. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to cut you off here, man. No, no, but like, no. I do understand that missing Kevin Hayes and your second line center is a huge hole and missing Ryan Ellis, who you brought in to be your number one pairing defenseman with Ivan Provorov. It's also a very large hole to fill. But the good teams find a way to fill those holes with appropriate talent and they might dip a little bit, but yeah. they push on through and they yeah. find ways to win. They don't collapse and just start going, ah, ah, well, we're losing. Sorry, folks. Yeah. And that's what the Flyers yeah, I mean, are doing. It's just, it's gotta be that next man up mentality where it's, again, it's the simple things that this team isn't doing that are biting them in the ass. Like they're not getting like, again, the power, like your power play, you power plays are so important. You're not doing squat on the power play. Um, their penalty kill is actually 11th in the league. So like we can penalty actually, kill is one of the bright spots. Yeah, like the penalty kill and Zach McEwen are the only good things as of late for this team. Um, but I mean, what where was I? Don't even know where I'm going here. It's just all bad. Um, okay, I guess so we like, can go more into <laughs> more into Fletcher's press conference. Um, the injuries. I mean. Again, unless you live under a rock, you know that Kevin Hayes is injured, Derek Broussard, Nate Thompson, Ryan Ellis, uh, Tyson Forster. The Phantoms are literally just as bad as the Flyers right now because they've been plagued by injuries too. And also, I mean, we've seen LaPerriere coach before, and we don't – Two thumbs yeah. way, way down. Exactly. So that's, I guess, the nice way we can put that. But the Phantom, I mean, organizational-wise – the Flyers are not doing very hot. I don't know about the Reading Royals, but maybe they're our only hope. At, uh, no, they, they've been doing bad, too, apparently, this year. Well, then it's all bad. Oh, um, great. So all three levels of Flyers hockey are struggling hardcore right now. There's nothing to look forward to. Um, but I guess we can go on from Fletcher's press conference, too. Um, where's well, my... I, I, I have some thoughts on one of his quotes. Yeah, um, hold on a second. So, the Flyers have, so another quote, just a general quote. Um, Fletcher was saying, quote, to me, this is a massive week to get our house in order, you think, Chuck? Um, and, quote, and to push back because it's five and seven next week. The games are coming fast and furious, and we're going to have to be a lot better. Uh, just some stats from the NHL here. Uh, the Flyers have been outscored 25 to 11 during their slide allowed 37.8 shots on goal per game and are one for 16 on the power play in the last six games. Um, 
Hayes could play Wednesday, like you said, Dave, tomorrow. But Fletcher said he believes there is enough healthy talent. I don't know about that. Um, but, I mean, Fletcher seems to have, from the article here on my iPad, he's saying he believes the answers are in the locker room and on the coaching staff. Um, I mean, you saw, like, uh, I, I don't want to harp on this, but, like, we, we had such high hopes when, like, guys like, Yandel, Ellis, like Atkinson, like this whole Boston College, Boston University thing, like all these guys are like friends. Like this wasn't supposed to happen. Like especially this early in the season. Um, and that's the other thing too is like the one thing that I think again one of many things that pissed people off today was that Fletcher was harping too much on the first ten games of the season when like we were like. Oh hell yeah! Like the Flyers are back. Like oh, they're, they're back. Let's let's like, groove. Yeah, baby. like they're kicking ass out there. Like they're like it's like those were the good old days. And like it's like, dude, we're right back to where we were, like almost a year ago now. And it's like, what's like what is the problem? Like why does this happen? Like this doesn't happen to any other team in the league. Like it's crazy. So. Yeah. And- but um, with that being said, Dave, I'll let you go into um, Fletcher's quotes on well, how, how the fan. I, we can. I, oh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got a follow up to the point that you just made. All right. Like, we can't seem to figure out what the problem is with this team because you thought, and Chuck thought, and the fan base thought that this past off season you unloaded the team problems. You thought you got rid of Voracek, you got rid of Ghost, you didn't bring back Brian Elliott. You thought, you know, you. And big, mainly being Ghost and Vortech, you thought you got rid of the quote-unquote and Nolan Patrick, the locker room cancers. Or like the, the dead weight. So to yeah, speak. like the things that obviously were holding the team back and not letting us go forward. Yeah. And it looked like that to start the year out. And yet here we are just a month, two months into the season, and we're right back to where we were last year. And it's like, well, what the hell? I thought we fixed those problems. Now, granted... When you're missing solutions to those problems with the Ellis injury and even your second line center and Hayes, mm-hmm. that's going to mess up the plan a little bit. But then literally you have the rest of the team like Atkinson doing nothing, Farabee doing nothing, Giroux seems to be the only one scoring goals if they score a goal, mm-hmm. um, Sean Couturier doing nothing, and I think he might be hurt because he hasn't looked like Coots at all. You know, I think he's playing through injury because the team could not afford to lose him. You've got Provorov making bad plays in his own end. You you have Nick Sealer, who's an AHL defenseman, playing <coughs> a lot of minutes, and today was at practice paired with Provorov on the top pairing. You've got Sanheim being a pylon. You've got Risto falling apart. You, you, Keith Yandel has not been good. Like, what are we doing? And yeah. we've got an ownership group in Comcast Spectacore that seems to only give a crap about butts in the seats. And they're completely out of tune with this fan base. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we had a whole day of inaction. There was radio silence from the organization. And when they sent that tweet out, and when you heard that there was a press conference at 12.15 this afternoon today on Tuesday, November 30th, you thought, well, damn, something's going to happen. Nothing on the airwaves yesterday, day full of silence, and now a press conference? We're going to get some answers. Nope. No. 
we, we didn't. If anything, we're all more angry. And I get, like, the Flyers were different under Ed Snyder. I understand that. You are never going to have a team, a professional sports team owner like Ed Snyder ever again. Because he was a genuine good human being who was a fan running the hockey team. And he was in touch with this city and this fan base's pulse and heartbeat. And Comcast Spectacor is just a big, big, big money business who doesn't give a damn. And it's like, what? Like, you should know that it it should it it should make some people go what is going on here like like the gym from the office what is going on yeah when you have the Wells Fargo's with the team doing well early this year with people not being in attendance like Philadelphia fans see through bullshit we are an educated Phil we are an educated sports fan base we know our sports we are educated we know what we're talking about so if you have ownership and coaches and GMs who act like we don't. We're going to take offense to that, and that's what we had under Hextall and Hackstall. And we thought we let you know that we were enough of it. And then you got out, you got went out, you got Chuck Fletcher, you brought in Navy, you brought in Terry, you brought in Yo. And things started to get better, and we thought, hey, maybe we're turning a corner. And mm. now we're right back where we started again. And I don't know what the solution is. Like, I, Claude, I, I definitely, I am a, I am a Claude Giroux stan forever ever amen mm-hmm. like i own at least five Giroux jerseys he is <laughs> besides eric lindros and danny briere he is my third all-time favorite flyer and for damn good reason but man the flyers have failed him they wasted his entire career he is on pace to play the most games as a flyer as long as tenured captain like he could break Bobby Clark's Bobby Clark's point and point record. Yeah. Like he's on pace to be probably the greatest Philadelphia Flyer ever. And what does he have to show for it? Nothing, because the organization was in shambles around him, and he was I mean, and for a lot of years there. It was him and Steve Mason dragging the corpse of the Flyers to the playoffs every other year, mm-hmm. with the help of Wayne Simmons and Brayden Shen, here and there. And, of course, he's a UFA this offseason. You don't think the man. The man's grown up here. He became a man in Philadelphia. You know, he, he, he married in the city. He's got two young children born in the city. Like, he is connected. And, you know, I'll tell you what. If, if think, Before I get into my next point here, if the Flyers don't figure this shit out and get better, you know, I don't want to see the man get traded. But he he deserves a Stanley Cup. And the Flyers, they're looking like they're not going to give him one. And that 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 hurts to say. Because you want that to be true. But man, if they... <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say blow it up and go full rebuild. Because then, like, what have we done the past 10 years? Absolutely nothing? Have we just <laughs> wasted everyone's time? Like... Ron Hexall, not only was was he a fraud, but he was also wrong. Like, great. Like, just what I wanted to hear and see what happened. I mean, if you look at it, like, again, it's the our drafting was so well so well done under Hextall, but it's like 
was it? It hasn't really gotten a, like it was in hindsight. At the time, it looked yeah. good, and now but it's now, like, oh, you really only got us Provorov and Hart and yeah. Lindblom and TK, and that's about it. And now you've got a good chunk of the fan base turning on Provorov, TK, and Lindblom. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's a broken record for the Flyers. It's a broken record for us where it's like you you try and find things to, I guess, reason with how bad they are and justify it, but they're just bad. And, like, there's no one there's no one that can fix it aside from them. And, it like, it just goes back to complacency within – from the top down. Um, I mean, players lacking confidence because they're not scoring and they're not – the team's not doing well. Like, it's just – I mean, it's again, it's a it's a top down all around issue for everyone. Um, And it's like, I guess, like, like I was going to say before, but if you want to go into Fletcher's quote about how the fans should feel, I um, I got it loaded. We can we can go uh, we can we can switch our podcast hat. We can take off our podcast hats for a minute and um, we can attest to this quote as fans and how we feel about how Fletcher says we should feel. So, uh, this being said, this is a direct uh, question, I believe, um, poised by Russ Joy from Snow the Goalie and Crossing Broad. He asked Chuck Fletcher um, this question. For a portion of the fan base that may be frustrated or maybe growing impatient after last season, what would your message to the fans about sticking with this team be? There's a long pause. Chuck Fletcher then like golfs, gasps, like, <laughs> like, like kind of <laughs> like one of those, one of the, one of those things there. Uh-huh. And then it, here is his reply. We are what we are right now. We got to be better. We recognize that. Nobody recognizes it more than we do. The coaches were all here yesterday looking at the power play and looking at how we can have the puck more often, our entries, our forecheck. We're looking at everything, every day, or line combinations, practice, load management, everything. We're looking at everything every day. I saw the energy in the group today, and that's what still gives me hope. I've been doing this 30 years. You can see when players are frustrated and lack confidence, and you can see when players don't believe. There's a big difference. We still believe we got a lot of work to do, and that's our mindset is at. Tummy TF, mate. <laughs> like, I'm trying to keep it composed and not have to throw the explicit mark on this podcast this week, but holy shit. Yeah. You can't say that. He basically like, said, he basically went that meme where it's like, it is what it is. Exactly. Like, and then That's everyone. That's the episode went, title this week. We found it. We, it is what it is. And then everyone goes, wait, you're not supposed to say that. No, like you, you, to your fan base, you lie or you're brutally honest. Like you don't go, hey fam, deal with it. Sorry, not sorry. Like, LOL, on you, fam. You thought we were going to be good. Just, oh, you you guys. Like, yeah. no. We pay your salaries. <laughs> we literally pay you to run a hockey team. The fans is how you get your money. The fans is how you pay and afford your nice, luxurious lifestyle. It's what affords you to go out and trade for these players. 
Like, you have to answer, and that answer you give, you just can't give. Like, you find a way to sugarcoat it, you find a way to lie out of your ass, or yeah. you, you know what, we gotta be better and we suck. Yeah. But they're not gonna do that. But the answer you gave today, I think, is definitely, if there were any fans who were on the fence about being pro Chuck Fletcher or not, I could see a lot of fans being turned to saying, that guy got to go too, besides the coaches. And I don't blame any of them, like, yeah. at all. Like, I am, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, are you kidding? Like, who, like, if I was to fly, if, if I were Dave Scott or someone high up at Combat 64, I would be like, call him right now. I don't care he's in the press. Call him Na- now. I need him even... on the phone now I mean... to chew his ass out. Yeah. Like, but again, like. I am baffled. That's how our general manager who runs this <laughs> sports team addressed the fan base. Like. They're lucky they're in New York tomorrow night because that next home game, which I think I'm not even sure when it is, but that next Flyers home game. If if they end up being down at any point in the game, their next game is uh, at home is the fifth. I think it's on that Sunday. It's oh, it's right. It's it's Sunday against Tampa. Against Tampa. And they play the next night against the Avalanche, which I'll be at that game. Yeah. Uh, but man, if, if if they're down at any point, the Boo Birds are going to be very loud. I mean, hell, I'll be not not. Uh, Humble brag here, but I'll be at MSG tomorrow night for the Flyers and the Rangers in New York City. And I was just saying, I might have a paper bag handy that I can put over my head in case not the Flyers out, lay an egg again. Not to outdo your humble brag, but we have luxury box suites for Monday night's game. All right, well, I can leave. <laughs> also, thanks for the invite. Talk to Jason Coley about that one. He got the Avalanche troop together, but I too might have to do a brown bag over my, over my, my yeah, head when I walk in. Yeah, I mean... I mean, Fletcher, if you're going to say anything, like you said, Dave, at least lie to us and be like, or sugarcoat the truth, like you said, and just be like, it's, it's like, it's bad right now. And we're doing everything we can to try and fix it. Like, like I would rather, I would rather that's, hear that's all that. you had to say. The yeah. fact that he started with, we are what we are is like, ye, ooh, like, you don't want to say that. that. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, um, so I think again, like this, press conference was kind of like a state of the union but it also made things a bit worse because it was like hey like we're getting plagued by injuries the power play just sucks regardless of who coaches it and who's on the power play um what else oh uh the fans it is what it is and uh yeah like it's just it's a mess and i mean i I think that there's I don't even like you can't even say that they're going to hit rock bottom because it's kind of been like back and forth between rock bottom for the past at least five years and at least the past 10, like the past decade plus now. Like, so I mean, you just have to kind of find and we've said this before where like we find new ways to not complain, but talk about the same issues that have plagued this team for so long now, but it's with new players 
a new a new season, new coaches, new uh, general managers. It's like, all right, like who's next on this list that we're gonna talk about in I don't know next season? Like, it's just it's insane just how how bad how bad it can get. And it's again, it's it's laughable to some degree, but it's also like we just want a good hockey team. Like, so I mean, it's just again the Flyers are fly the flyers gonna flyers um someone can definitely make a lot of money making shirts that say uh instead of the bring it to broad just do hashtag we are what we are like <laughs> something like that i i someone will make that or hell make the make the uh make the slogan anytime anywhere again because then you could be like the flyers could forget how to play hockey anytime anywhere um or they could be good anytime anywhere but no promises because it's anytime, anywhere. We don't know what the hell this team is going to put on the ice. So, yeah. It's just, I mean, again, it's it's crazy just how how quickly it can get this bad for this team um, after, I guess, again, another offseason. Not even another offseason. An offseason of such promise and good outlook feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's like the 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 scene again. I'm relating to Finding Nemo on this episode. I don't know why, but I am I'm a Disney guy. But you know the scene in Finding Nemo. For those who haven't seen it, one of the Disney Pixar's greatest works of all time. But they're like down in this like really dark trench, and all of a sudden they see this light, and you know Marlin, yeah, Marlin and Dory yeah. are like, "Ooh, I see a light." good feelings i want to go touch it you know like they're guys they get closer to the light they get closer to the light and all of a sudden the light lights up fully and it's an anglerfish who wants to like eat them yep that light was the flyers at the start of the season and as we got closer the anglerfish was like nah brah i'm here to ruin your day fam yeah it's just oh. gonna suck because like we thought fifty six games of this was bad, but like eighty two games of what could Oof. possibly be another one of the worst seasons in Flyers history. Buckle up, I guess, because like I like I tweeted tonight uh, with our our podcast announcement as as the weekly announcement. Um, can I get an alcohol? Um, so we're gonna need a lot of the alcohols um, to to get us through this season if it continues to get this bad. Oh, oh yeah, lots of nights where beers and or whiskeys are consumed responsibly. Uh, I mean, the, depending the on how the Flyers play, maybe unresponsibly. The Flyers are gonna make us act up. Um, I think uh, I think uh, during Wednesday Thanksgiving Eve's game, I must have had four glasses of whiskey. But it's like, that's like, see, that was a good, that was a good night to have a game because it was like, that was the, the win or lose, we booze situation where it was like, the Flyers win, we're drinking, the Flyers lose, we're still drinking because it's Thanksgiving Eve, it's the biggest drinking day in America of the year. Like, so. Probably second Super Bowl, I would think. uh, Thanksgiving Eve, I mean, maybe Eh, we'll delete that. We got to look at the stats for that, I guess. But, My bachelor party could break that as record too. You never true. know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the Flyers are on a six-game losing streak. Um, their schedule here in the next few days. Our next podcast will be most likely on the not the first. Tomorrow's the first. 
maybe the eighth or the seventh next week. But um, they play the Rangers tomorrow in MS in New York City at MSG, uh, followed You'll by there, humble brag. A, a back-to-back against the Lightning and the Avalanche on Sunday and Monday night. Um, and then Wednesday night, maybe we'll record Tuesday because that'll be between the Avalanche game and the Devils game at the Wells Fargo – or not – sorry, in New Jersey. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't – because well, I've got a beer league game on next Wednesday I don't night. even want to look at the schedule ahead because it could just be us talking about more losses and more doom and gloom. And, I mean, who knows with this team at this point, like we've said so many times before, where we're just going to let the chips fall – and we'll see what we got. So that's the Flyers for now. Dave, um, what say we go around the league? Yes, and there actually is, Matt. I know there's some breaking news for one of your around the league topics. Oh, I know. Uh, you, you probably got the notification on your cellular device as well. I've got a, uh, I've got a finger on it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> ah, but it, it was good. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Thanks. Um, I request so you, the highest of fives. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, we had some. So uh, we have an we had an incident go down the other night uh, on Saturday night um, in LA. Um, we had LA. we had the Kings and the Ottawa Senators battling it out at what is now, I believe, cryptocurrency arena, something like that. We'll be in January. Um, it's still Staples Center for now. Oh, but oof, tough name for an arena. Um, but um, so Brady Kachuk and Brendan Lemieux got in a scuffle, um, and then a fight in one of the corners and they went to the ice and Brady Kachuk came up screaming and was livid about the fact that Lemieux had supposedly bitten him, um, while they were on the ice. And I think he said he bit him twice. Um, and like he was, he was showing the refs his finger yelling he bit me like he effing bit me blah 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 and like you're just like damn like you don't see this every day um i think the last time we saw a biting incident was 2011 in the stanley cup final alleged yeah because it was was it marshawn and alex burrows yeah but um we've seen a couple lickings from marshawn which is probably almost as worse can you imagine if, if if that looking happened this year in the height of covid oh man I mean, hell, you bit a guy. That's like tetanus and all that. Like, I mean, yeah. so, but, um, so actually I'm going to get off topic right here, but someone paid, did you, I don't know if you saw this video, someone paid Gilbert Godfrey yes. on yes. Cameo to read Kachuk's quote in full. And it's the funniest, it's so funny 32, as hell. 32 thoughts with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. I would say two very, very professionals. In yes. this in this industry, they actually ended their podcast with that, that debuted yesterday with the full cameo. That is amazing. Oh, yeah. But going back to it, picture, um, picture if, that picture the the parrot from Aladdin. Yes, <laughs> reading to to Chuck's quote. Oh, so, yeah. Someone needs to try and like create recreate that. Like. <laughs> Lipped of it with Brady Kachuk, like, in his press conference. Oh, man. That would be funny. But, again, back to the incident. Um, so, I think it came out on Sunday or Monday that Lemieux was going to have an in-person hearing via Zoom because of COVID and all that. But that opened up the door for more than a five-game suspension. But it just came down the pipeline about a half hour ago that Lemieux is suspended five games, which is... 
another tough look for the player safety department because we've I'm... had so in the past I think in the past week or so we've had three separate things that have not been deemed equal but it's like you have who was it someone was it Aho that need Provorov in the Carolina Flyers game yep yeah so that was a $5,000 fine which is equivalent to Artemi Panarin throwing a glove at Brad Marchand for insulting, saying no one likes you in Russia, Um, which is, I mean, kind of funny, but it's like Panarin's a guy, I guess, that would do that. So we had that, which is the equivalent to kneeing. Now, if you bite somebody, you just get a five-game slap on the wrist where it's like, hey, one game for each finger, I guess. I mean, the whole biting thing, like... He probably should have gotten more, but at least he got something. So when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, they'll give, they're going to give him like two games. It'll yeah. be nothing. And I heard a lot of people are came out and said like, oh, there's no proof that that he did bite him. And you heard Jonathan Quick make a statement on it. But like, okay, it's clearly the Senators had proof that they showed to the NHL because the NHL would not just suspend Lemieux on a chuck going, oh, he bit me. Yeah. Like, there there must have been actual proof and bite and, like, teeth marks in his hand. So, I mean, I'll take it. It's an acceptable punishment. Claude Lemieux and his son now, um, Brendan, right? Yes. Brendan, the, the, Claude was a clown. His son's a clown. Like father, like son. You know, it is what it is. Um but I mean, I really, really hope the Kings and Sanders have one more game because I want to see to Chuck and Lemieux go at it. Um, and also, you never know the next time Lemieux and Matthew, Matthew to Chuck in Calgary haven't gotten along. And in fact, they actually went at it with each other in the CHL prospects game the year they got drafted in the league. So there could be some more bad blood there. So. I mean, Lemieux's a scumbag. Ah. We, we, we've come out to learn this. Like, he's not the best human being. Yeah. He's not the best hockey player. And he pulls stuff like this. It is it is a gutless move. You know, hockey players do other things to solve their disputes. You don't, you don't bite someone. Like, not even kids do that anymore. So. Yeah. Actually, sadly, we won't see these two teams play each other again this year. They already both their games um, against each other. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, in the span of a couple weeks, uh, the Kings won both games. First one, two nothing yeah, on because Ottawa 11th, sucks. Eleventh of November, and then they won four two the other night um, during the biting incident. So uh, we'll have to wait until next. We'll see if Matthew gets some, get some brotherly revenge. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, but that being said, we will move on here, and we will go from LA to NJ in New Jersey, um, where it was announced earlier today. That forward Jack Hughes signed an eight-year, $64 million contract with the New Jersey Devils with an AAV of $8 million. Um, the 20-year-old center is playing the final season of a three-year entry-level contract and could have become a free agent after this season. Obviously, he won't be now. Uh, Hughes was quoted saying, I'm so excited to sign this deal for myself and for my family. I love being in New Jersey. Yikes. And I love playing in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to play anywhere else, and we are really building something special. 
doubt it, biased, sorry. Uh, I believe in what we are doing here, and we have a great chance to be successful for a long time. Uh, Hughes has only three points in two games this season. Um, he's missed 17 games because of a dislocated shoulder, but played against the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday, which I guess is now. Um, so Yeah, right now. But, so yeah, Hughes, um, $64 million contract, obviously will be... Assuming he'll be the future captain of the Devils. With this no, that's bit. Nico Heischer's their captain right now. Oh, yeah, that's true. For they just named him that, like, last year or the year before. So, won't be the future captain of the Devils. Well, definitely but future also, assistant captain. Um, yeah. So, let's see. Where was I going with this? I wasn't really going anywhere. I was just going to ask your thoughts on the contract, Dave. I feel like New Jersey is paying Jack for what they think he's going to be and not based off of what he's already done because, yeah, he's a first overall pick, but he really hasn't done anything in the NHL so far to say, oh, hey, I'm worth $64 million. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed, you just hope the Devils flub this up royally. That's crazy. And that they, like, they didn't lock get, in a young yeah. player who's not going to add up to what he's thought gonna going to be. I was going to say, at least give him a bridge deal. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess go for the guy getting money. Like, hell yeah, you're getting paid, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, good yeah. for you. Like, I'm not against that. It's just yeah. like, are you sure, New Jersey? Like, he hasn't really shown you that much. But Devils yeah. fans love it because they're all morons. Um <laughs> Feel. Screw New Jersey. The, the, I have so much ill will and hatred towards the Devils because they, they want to try and claim like, oh, we're New Jersey's hockey team. Um, Excuse me. Excuse me. The lower half of your state roots for all of Philadelphia and the Flyers yeah. and the northern half of your state roots for everything New York and the Rangers. So like, wh- wh- where do you fit in here? Like, just oh, the, that circle in Newark, in your trash dump of a city, Newark, is is that devil's land? I, I guess it must be. Like, well, uh, screw the devils. The armpit of America. I mean, it, it, you know, and screw the Jersey Shore, too. I am an and Ever since going to the Outer Banks, I oh. am now a complete <laughs> Jersey Shore hater. Like, Wildwood <laughs> is garbage. I've never been to Cape May. I've heard good things about Cape May, though, but Cape Wildwood May's... is absolute garbage. Ocean City is a dry town. Strike there. Um, Atlantic City is like one big ghetto with casinos. <laughs> <laughs> and then other than that, it's just like flattened pine trees. Like, parts of North Jersey are nice. Like, PNC Bank Arts Center is a concert venue that has free parking, which is awesome. And seen Kobe there a couple times, so that's like two thumbs up. Starland Ballroom, New Jersey is pretty good. They do follow me on Twitter, so I should get some shout-outs to Starland Ballroom. Like that's one of my favorite concert venues. But but besides two concert venues, it's all the state and, and the Flyers, of course, and the Flyers practice facility. It's all the, the state really has going for you. So ugh, sorry, not sorry. Tough look for New Jersey. Just New Jersey is just a tough look in general. <laughs> Speaking of tough looks, um, it's gonna be a tough look sort of, in a way, uh, for the Bruins because uh, forward Jake DeBrusque has asked for a trade, um, and the Bruins general manager, Don Sweeney, confirmed earlier today, said that they are exploring options to accommodate his request. DeBrusque is in his fifth season with Boston, which selected him with a number 14 pick in the 2015 NHL draft. Sweeney was quoted saying, 
I'm not overly surprised that this eventually came out. I've been in the know for quite some time, and we've been trying to look at a hockey trade situation that would help the Boston Bruins and, as I do my job, accommodate with, with what Jake thinks best. There's a balance there. Uh, DeBrusque, who is a healthy scratch for a 3-2 win against the Canucks on Sunday, has six points in 17 games this season. He was in the lineup against the Red Wings. Uh, I guess he is in the lineup tonight against the Red Wings um, without Brad Marchand and uh, what else? Oh, that's it. Um, but so Boston's also in a tough spot because they are un- unable to recall players from their AHL affiliate in Providence because of a COVID-19 outbreak. So DeBrusque might be kind of stuck for a little bit longer in Boston. Um, but he's also had declined production in each of his NHL f- seasons. So he can ask for a trade, but I guess he's also got to prove that he deserves one in a way. But Dave, your thoughts on the DeBrusque situation? DeBrusque, DeBrusque is a solid player. Um, but I definitely think he needs a change of scenery. It's clear that whatever is going on with him and the Bruins, it ain't working out. Um, he's got all the skill in the world. Like we've seen him. He's got a great shot. He's got a good nose in the offensive zone. Defensively, he's kind of a liability. Um, but I saw today on flyers on, on, on a website with a bird for a logo, people suggesting that you'd trade DeBrusque for TK straight up. And I was like, pump your brakes. TK is a better player. Always has been. The flyers took the, um, took i believe they took the tk before debrusque he was better in juniors he's better than in 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 the nhl currently so don't stop with that nonsense please um but you know debrusque you know maybe a change of scenery might be good for him um his dad of course louis was a nhl enforcer he does color now for edmonton oilers games on sportsnet Mm -hmm. um i always like his color i think he does a great job but his son and jake needs to figure it out um and it sucks that it's not with I me. Mean, it sucks that it's not with Boston. Like, uh, sorry, Boston. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can get traded and he can get his career back on track because it ain't happening in Beantown right now, that's for sure. Actually, so I saw a tweet just now. Um, the Bros guys, obviously, he's playing now against the, the Red Wings, like I said before, but he's being booed in TD Garden by the Boston fans. So wonder why he requested a trade. Yeah, right. But so Boston's like a lot like Philly. Like as much as like there's a rivalry between Boston and Philadelphia, the fan bases are a lot alike where we're both educated. And if if something happens where a, where a player pisses off the fan base, that player is going to know about it. Like oh, yeah. it's not going to be a secret. Like it's not going to go unnoticed. Yeah. Or unanswered, um, i.e. Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Moving on to uh... – <laughs> Moving on to a rivalry of the Bruins, um, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, it came out the other day on, actually just yesterday, I guess, um, that Mark Bergevin, the burger van, as they call him on Spitting Chicklets, uh, was fired as the Canadiens' GM. Uh, and Jeff Gordon was hired as the executive vice president of hockey operations. Um, team owner Jeff Molson said on Monday, Yesterday, uh, quote, I strongly believe that this organization needs a fresh start at this stage. A fresh start is not so much at the team level, but rather at the management level on the ice. We have a team that is a lot better than the results show. 
Many components that amazed us last summer will be back soon, but equally as important, we've made 45 draft picks the past five years since our reset, and we have 11 more coming in Montreal this year. It is essential that we structure around our organization around properly developing this group of talent, and the new management team will be responsible for evaluating our current team and how we can improve moving forward. Uh, Jeff Gordon is the former GM of the New York Rangers, quote, has a long-term contract, according to Molson, and will help hire Montreal's next GM. Uh, Bergevin had been the sole head of hockey operations since being named GM back on May 2nd of 2012. Uh, so some other firings, <coughs> excuse me, uh, did come down the pipeline, but uh, with assistant GM Trevor Timmons and senior vice president for public affairs and communications, Paul Wilson, were also fired, and assistant GM Scott Mellenby also resigned as well. Um, Montreal seventh in the eight-team Atlantic division and tied for 29th in the NHL uh, in the standings after reaching the final cup final last year and obviously losing to Tampa in five games, but uh, they've had some tough sledding here as well. So it's time for, as Jeff Molson said, a fresh start in Montreal. Uh, it's needed. Uh, Bergevin didn't have a contract going into uh, next season. He'd been with the team since 2012. Um, except for that surprising Stanley Cup run uh, last, last, yeah, last year. Um, he hasn't really accomplished much. The team kind of hasn't really gone anywhere. They kind of wasted Carey Price's prime of his career. Um, he traded away P.K. Subban and Max Pacioretty and brought back in Shea Weber. Except for drafting Cole Caulfield, not a lot of good drafts like Jesperi Kakanyemi and Alex Kalchenyuk. Yikes. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, time, the time has come and... Carey Price isn't really like they need to find a way to trade him once he's back in the lineup. I know he's skating with the team again, mm -hmm. um, but they need to find a way to trade him. Um, and they really honestly like they've got some good pieces in Caulfield and Suzuki, um, but they don't really have any young stud back on defense. They've got Caden Primo um, as their top goalie prospect who's came up, played some games in the NHL, but mainly starting in the American Hockey League. So Montreal really is a team that kind of needs to really fully rebuild um, and build around Suzuki and Caulfield and Caden Primo and see where they can get things going. Because um, it's just been, like, not good. Yeah. And the fans of Le Blanc, Le Rouge are not going to be very happy with that, but it's what needs to be done. And... Um, you know, by bringing in Jeff Gordon, he helped the Rangers turn around their rebuild, rebuild pretty quickly. And now, I mean, they, they have to bring in a GM who speaks both French and English. And that kind of limits their pool of, of the people they can hire and interview. Um, but maybe they go with the rookie GM. And, you know, Danny Breer's name has been thrown out there. But I just don't yeah. think – I don't think – Briere has earned, I mean, one, he's currently Flyers Comcast property. The Flyers are grooming him to be in their management, and I wouldn't want to see him go to another organization. Um, but to really, to me, I think Patrick Waugh really makes the most sense here. Like, it's just like, bring bring Patty home, 
have him try and rebuild your organization. Like now I get it. Some Avs fans didn't really like how he kind of did things with Colorado there for a little bit, but you know, maybe he might better be better as a GM than a head coach. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It sucks for, um, sucks for the burger van, but, um, it, this was kind of overdue. And I think there's a good chunk of the Montreal fan base that was ready for this move to have it, to, uh, have it finally occur. Well said, well said. Uh, I was going to go into another topic here, but that's not really too important um, on this week's slate. So that being said, Dave, that pretty much wraps it up here for me with Around the League. Um, the Flyers need to get it together sooner than later because it doesn't get any easier and it's only going to get more, only going to get worse if they don't turn it around soon. Um, but we'll see what they can do here. Maybe at least they can win tomorrow. At MSG while I'm there, give a nice, a nice away game experience. Knock on wood, but um, yeah, I mean, it's not looking good right now. Hopefully, they turn around soon. I mean, and according to Chuck Fletcher, it is what it is. It it, it is what it is. Yep. This season really, we're at the crossroads where it's either you're gonna figure your shit out and you're gonna go this way and you're and you're gonna be good and be a contender and see what happens. Or you're going to go down this path and be in the Shane Wright sweepstakes. Yeah. So we shall see what happens. Um, thank you to all of our lovely listeners for your support. And uh, maybe our podcast and hearing us spent things helps you get your thoughts in order on this hockey team. Yeah. Um, do you take the time to thank our great affiliates in Pod Street Bullies who are now streaming their podcasts and doing pre-game and post-game so check all of those things out because they are great great gentlemen Mm -hmm. um make sure you listen to their podcasts on your preferred podcast receptacle um and of course thanks to hoagie again for coming on last week to fill in for master like i said like i said with hoagie last week he's kind of like our unofficial third member um so but with that, hopefully we can get some good hockey games. I hope the Flyers win for you tomorrow night, Wednesday, in New York at MSG. Let me know how the barn is because definitely have to get there at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, but with that, I will end the show with a hesitant and almost reluctant. Let's go Flyers. It is what it is. <laughs>